I won more premierships alone than the other he 19 managers. He has created an absolute Boys, we are here to rant. James, we have to do justice before we just slide right into the top four. I didn't want to get off track. This, this is one of the best title races of all time. Good afternoon, and Patrick. You're in a really heated race to finish in the top four. And you trot out a B team. What do they need? What on earth? I don't have an option. I'm talking world Wow. Welcome. Welcome. To Prem de la Prem. Welcome back to another episode of Prem de la Prem, my Prem heads and my Prem hogs. I'm sitting here with the one and only Patrick Crowley. We are into what we like to call here on this side of the podcast, the final stretch. Credit Prem de la Prem for the phrase. Patrick, if you you only had one time, if you only had time for one last stretch, what would it be? I think I'd do a classic toe touch, James. Uh, Mm. It really gets the full lumbars going. Uh, and it's one that if you're not a big stretcher at home, uh, you can really see some progress in just a short period of time. So toe touch for me, James. Fantastic, Patrick. Well, let me tell you this. Going into match week 31, there are eight games left, or if you're Burnley, 15. And it is anyone's game. Oh, no, sorry. I'm seeing 11. I'm seeing 11 for Burnley. But it's still <laughs> anyone's game. <laughs> And Pat, Patrick and I, we you know we we were in the old studio in the old woodshed figuring out how we want to go about this episode, and we were like, hey, why don't we do an advice column? Yeah, run through a little bit of an advice column because whether you're Pep or you're Dean Smith, every team could use a few subtle words of advice to steal themselves for the treacherous two months ahead. So what we're gonna do? We're gonna give twenty tips, headlines, words of wisdom to each of these teams going through their own set of trials and tribulations. Uh, a little fun fact: we grouped, we agreed we were gonna group by title race, race for top four, race for Europe, whatever, and race for Premier League survival. We did yep. not classify which teams were in each of those, so there might be some real time doy doy going on here. Yeah, James, maybe next year what we can do is we can do like promotion and relegation from those groups throughout the season and so you just kind of we keep a running tab of who's in those four Mm, those five mm, buckets like an always moving leaderboard at the masters yeah and you just don't want to be in the whatever i will say the majority of my teams are in the whatever yeah it's that time of year isn't it it's the doldrums yeah there's a big gap uh well we'll get into it there's a big gap uh, that separates the wheat from the chaff yeah all right well i'm excited patrick you ready i'm ready and excited we're gonna keep oh. this. We're gonna keep this episode OG Prem de la Prem. Touch on every team. Have a little fun with it. Offer a little tactics where we can. Mm-hmm. And uh, great point. Cruise right through to a new segment you've got for us at the end of the episode. Mm. Can't wait. It's very original. Can't okay. wait. Okay. <laughs> Appreciate the sincerity, James. All right, Patrick. Team's up for the title race. <laughs> Teams up for the title race. Why don't I go ahead and kick us off because the podcast is named after me. Manchester City. Don't overthink it. Don't overthink oh, it, Manchester City. That's that's my headline. You're top of the league. You're competing on all three fronts. Yeah, things have been a little bumpy over the last four league games, but don't throw the Rodri out with the bathwater. Keep it simple, baby. <laughs> Play your best available team. Don't start experimenting. Put Ruben Diaz back into the team when he's fit. Even though you're liking John Stones and Nathan Aki next to each other, that's not it's not what it's going to be. We're going to put Ruben Diaz in there. We're going to play people in their natural positions, and we're going to go get this bread. 
Yeah, the Champions League's for T- Tinker and James. The Prem is for the tried and true formula. Similar advice I have. Act like you've been here before. Because you have. <laughs> because you really have. You, you really know? you really flipped that on its head there. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, just... I mean, it is. It's the same. It's the same message. Different, different headline. Same message. You are the best team in the Premier League over the last five years. Mm-hmm. Ride it out. You've got the inside track, point in the pocket, and the head-to-head game is at home. Just act like you've been here before. Take care of business, and be done with it. Patrick, if you take, <laughs> all right, Leo, Leo, that is Leo, like that enough. one. Quite <clears throat> enough. If you take away the asterisk title, City's the only team to have won the Premier League since Chelsea in 2016-2017. That is remarkable. Love that take. Leo loves that take. Yeah, he's a big fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, destroying his bed in the background. So my work cut out for me here, James, in post. Yeah, you're going to have a great time just flipping in and out of audio. Okay, let's move on to Liverpool. I got him. You know, this two-horse race, Patrick, has been for a while. Shout out. Uh, Vladimir Putin. I got Liverpool here. My my headline for them is craft the narrative. Take every little news clipping, every mm. little punditry soundbite, every coach interview that could possibly make it sound like the title is cities to lose. And what you're going to want to do if you're Jurgen Klopp is blast it throughout the Anfield locker room. Keep his boys playing with a chip on their shoulder. Make sure that everyone thinks they're not in with a shout, even though the title's literally in their own hands. So, Absolutely. Howl the moon for me, Leo, on that one. If you feel me, why don't you, listeners at home, give, give me a big howl if you agree with that one. <laughs> Everyone in their car just start howling. Yeah, James, I'm, I'm keeping it, I'm keeping it uh, simple. Stay the course. Liverpool are on fire. They're the hottest team in the league for me right now. This is unbearable. This is unbearable. Let's give a pause here. This is absolutely ridiculous. All right, give me a second. Five minutes later. Oh, Jesus, Leo. Come on, you fuck. For me, for Liverpool, it's stay the course. They're the hottest team in the league right now. Uh, Only two losses on the season, which is a league, league best. They've got goal differential up against City. And as you said, they still have the game to play. So they just got to keep doing what they're doing, focus on the next game that's in front of them so that they don't lose that gap between City and hope that you know City either drop points because they're you know Pep's tinkering or they don't have a full full squad. Because uh, for me, Liverpool still has the best 11 in world football when it's, mm. all, when it's all healthy. Mm-hmm. So stay the course, Liverpool. If you want the title, it's, it's there for the taking. And James, that's where I would draw the line between the title race and the and the Champions League race. Is it now? It is. Is uh, it I'm now? Ruling, I'm ruling Chelsea out. Are you? That's a bold take, Patrick. It's a bold brave take. Brave man. Yeah, brave man. No, uh, I don't think sponsorless Chelsea is going to make a late <laughs> a late bid for the title. So I think you and I are on the same page. I mean, we're even documented as, as wrapping them into a how do we keep top four discussion. So I think mm. Chelsea has uh, other things to focus on. Let's put it that way. And that leads us pretty nicely into Chelsea, Patrick. This is the top four section of the Words of Wisdom segment. Uh, For Chelsea, Patrick, I've got shut up and dribble. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Love it. In most most circumstances, I think players and coaches or any household name should use their platform for good. But in light of Abramovich selling the club, the Russian connection shadow hanging over the club, I think everyone would do well just to end end the season nice and quietly now. Just... 
play your game. I mean, we're not talking Champions League. We're talking Premier League. Right. Just, you know, play out the games. Don't do anything crazy. And just just put it to bed. Right. Just, just put it to bed. James, I got to say, I, I got some work to do to catch up to you because I think we got the same themes here. You're mm. just a little quicker on the quips. Uh, I'm just going just, to just fade into the background. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just fade right on in. Your just third become, place. Become background noise. You got, you know, uh, what is it? You got an eight point. If we want to talk about top four security, right? You got an eight point lead in a game in hand over Spurs. Really shouldn't be an issue for Chelsea just to walk on in to the Champions League, secure third place, maybe mm-hmm. fourth, who's to say. But they should have this all sealed up. And it's just, yeah, you you, you want to start next season for Chelsea. Because let's not forget, they were supposed to be in that title race this year. So I wouldn't call this a successful season for them by any stretch, barring, of course, European mm-hmm. glory yet again. Um, mm-hmm. So they just want to fade, fade on in, James. Yeah, uh, their title season, I think, died throughout the ongoing hangover slash buzz that was the winter break and they never really came back from that they are boasting the hottest player in the CONCACAF right now so Mm. anything's possible when you got Captain America on your side but I do think this might be a bridge too far even for him right yeah um yeah I don't think anyone should be touching this with 12 foot pole just (laughs) just 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 get through it get Mm -hmm. through it survive yep survive in advance March Madness style Mm-hmm. And by advance, we mean stay right there in third place. All right, <laughs> they Patrick. lost the three on the on the jersey. They have it on the table. <laughs> Beautiful. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll flip it. I'll flip it. We're going Arsenal next, and I want to let you have the, the, first, the first bout. Little Oscar theme for you here, James. Don't look up. Don't look up. <laughs> Just focus on the next game and don't pay attention to the bigger picture. Just it's it's just one game, mm-hmm. eleven v eleven. M- maybe there's not even fans there, you know. Just picture picture an empty stadium, refs in his underwear. Just whatever you can do to keep it calm, keep it calm. Oh, you wanna like, you wanna play it behind closed doors, Chelsea style? Hey, who's to say? Hey, maybe we go to Stamford Bridge, they get their fans removed. Who's to say what should happen with the sanctions should be against Chelsea? Who's mm-hmm. to say? Uh, so no, Arsenal are. In a great spot, but a sweaty spot, James. And they they need to just not let the moment be too big and yeah. focus on the game by game at this point. Yeah. Because it's far from done. We talk about the inside track, but it is far from done. Oh. I had a dream last night, James. Mm, that Arsenal tell me. lost the North London Derby one nothing. So I'm in a I'm in a bad shape. Yeah. I'm in a bad shape right now. That's so like we've got a, ten games left. It's I'm like in a, a rough spot. A real uninspiring version of a Martin Luther King speech. Well, I mean, it's not my job to be giving the team talks. I think Arteta's, um, he's riling them up nice and good. Uh, he seems to be poking a lot of buttons, pushing a lot of buttons, I should say. So I'll let him rile up the troops. You're in the a, other troops. Yeah, you're in a good spot. You seem to have a nice little team chemistry, team dynamic going on over at the Emirates. Uh, Patrick, I've got here, study the Condable's greatest hits. Become a scholar. <laughs> become a scholar of the South American game. Lean full in to shithousery. Because as we saw with Atletico in the Champions League, that is what gets you over the line. You don't like how the refs call your games? You don't like the kind of calls they're given in Arsenal? Then change the narrative. Change the game. Instigate red cards. Prolong injuries mm-hmm. on the floor. Keep eking out 1-0 victories and then celebrate like you won the league until you've actually bagged top four. Yeah. Um 
Couldn't agree more, James. Couldn't agree more. Let me ask you this. Of, uh, uh, I guess there's there's a lot of ways to interpret this question, but are Arsenal the biggest shithouse team in the league this year? They've uh, No, they've been on the wrong side of it too much. Mm. If you're the biggest shithouse team, it's got to be in your favor. Right. It's, it can't be Gabrielle scuffing up the pitch and then completely losing his cool. You know, Fair enough. you got to dominate the shithousery. I don't have a better answer for you right now. Oh, wait, I actually yeah. do. I actually do. It comes up later. <laughs> okay, fair enough. I and do. I do think there's also bigger shithouse teams in the league. Uh, but as far as like where Arsenal sit in the table, their table position to shithouse ratio is Correct. pretty Correct. No pretty one great. above them is more shithouse because they just rely on talent. Yeah, I think Burnley is, is uh, <laughs> probably still the biggest shithouse team in the league. But it's just it's what we love about them. So we uh-huh. don't even care anymore. Uh-huh. Yeah, fair. All right. Spurs. Right, want me to take Spurs? Um, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'll, Go I'll for send it. it back to you for United, and we'll we'll get fair. back on course. Uh, for Spurs, be who we thought you were. And that's, I couldn't quite do the, you know, the R, we are who they thought they are, whatever that, the, the what was his, his name, uh, the, the old Vikings coach. But you're supposed to be a good team. You got your, your arch rivals dead ahead of you, and that's what you got to do. And they have to come... Two. To you. And that should cover the point difference. Game in hand, sure, but that covers the point difference. You got the more experienced coach, the more experienced side, and it's it's time to step up. It's time to step up. Mm. And so I think they need a little bit of a kick in the ass, a little bit of accountability, and you know, it's tough for me to even give them advice because I don't want this to come I was gonna say there's a whole it's, lot of gritted teeth going on right now. You're giving really Spurs trying advice. To, yeah. yeah, we had the, that old uh, that old shuttered segment where we just gave <laughs> made each other defend takes we hated. <laughs> didn't really last. Uh, but for Spurs, Love that you know, one. be who we thought you are. Push the pace and you know dictate the top four race. Uh, you can't yeah. let Arsenal uh, get away with a sloppy loss or a sloppy draw. You have to close those gaps. Mm. Oh, it's going to make for an amazing game, isn't it, Patrick? Yeah, and it's still yet to be scheduled, James. I kind of hope it's... I don't know what the Prem's thinking. Um, oh, they'll give it twenty. God. They'll give it twenty-four hour notice for sure. Oh my God! They're, they're like, what do you it. want? They're in the same part of London. They, they're gonna slap it right in the middle of the week and just watch our tennis oh, head sure explode. Are. Yeah, when's, wait. when's Patrick's biggest meeting of the month? That feels like a good time for the game. <laughs> Where they put Chelsea, the bastards. <laughs> for Spurs, Patrick, I've got ignore basic instinct. When you wow. think you should be defending, when James you think on fire tonight, folks. It's when you think fire. you should be defending, you go attack. When you want to shoot, you make that extra pass. Everything in your being, I'm looking at you, Eric Dyer. Everything in your being right now will be leading you down a Spursy path to ruin. And you have to do the opposite. You have to do the opposite of what your brain is trying to trick you to do. That's the only way that Conti can Sherpa these players to a top four finish. Because they're going to try so hard subconsciously to just break down. And it's yeah. time to it's time to keep, you know, you got to mind fuck. You got to mind fuck these guys and get them mm-hmm. back to a top four spot. And I'm curious yes. to see how Conti pulls it off. Because oh, we're, we're, I can't wait. We are getting to the squeaky bum time of the individual battle he's been fighting, Conti has, of the immovable object and the unstoppable force. Yeah, and Spurs in good form as well. Won four of their last five in the league, uh, which you wouldn't really think by just kind of they have pressers right they have got a little bounce bounce um Mm -hmm. aside Mm -hmm. from the aside from the ronaldo show Mm -hmm. that's right that's right we'll carry on james with united well i don't know what this tells you but i wrote the least amount for united 
Like I really invested in all the other teams. <laughs> and I, okay, Patrick, you, you gave me too much credit for uh, being on fire with the headlines. For United, I literally wrote down, go out there and have fun. Come on, man. You just I, I want got, Ollie Ball back. You just want Ollie Ball back with that one. Are you reading my paper? Are you reading my paper? <laughs> I, I'm saying go out there and have fun because I want Vibes FC back. Yeah. <laughs> Players, okay, it's it's not about table position because this season sucks regardless. Your, your situation's going to get sorted in the summer. I'm talking to you, Pogba. I'm talking to you, Cavani, who I think just got injured in Uruguay. That's cool. Uh, I'm talking to uh, – who else am I talking to here? Who's going to leave? Maybe Ronaldo. Who knows? It's going to get figured out in the summer. Right now, just go on and put on a show. We'll see where we end up. 38 games played down the line. We're outsiders looking at the top four. So let's just get Vibes FC back. Well, the tactics will come next season. This was a tactic-less season, so let's end it that way. But on a good note. Yeah. You know what I got, James, here? Stir the pot. Stir the pot. You got Arsenal and Tottenham are the teams ahead of you, the teams within striking distance. I, do they play Tottenham again, James? I know they play Arsenal. No, we did the double on them. Okay. Oh, thank you for reminding me of that. And so, uh, yeah, just stir the pot. You have, you know, two teams who I would say historically uh, don't get it done in the clutch. You know, I think that's a fair way to say fair. it. Uh, Although I will say, Patrick, I was real close on Arsenal to say take back what's rightfully yours. That was almost mm. my, my narrative. Give it a few weeks, James. I yeah, need a yeah. little – this is the international break, so all the, all, the, uh, all the doubts and fears have been creeping in. So okay, I, I, yeah. I, not, wrong not wrong time for an international break for the boys over in uh, North London. I'll admit. Yeah, Whew. yeah. Uh, we just want to keep the keep the pace. Um, but anyway, stir the pot. You're the team that's supposed to be here. You got these other teams here. Keep the pressure on. Make them think about it. You got Big Ronnie over there, who you know won't settle for anything other than Champions League. He could, he's hardly even settling for that. And so, as long as you're in the rearview mirror of these two teams, you got you got a shot. You got a shot at it, and on paper, I still I still take Manchester United's team. Uh, you know, game mm-hmm. in, game out, they can beat damn near anybody. Uh, they can do, they can lose to damn near anybody as well. So, uh, you know, just try to mix it up. Uh, and obviously, yeah, you don't want to be flipping into seventh, a little conference league spot. So, uh, yeah, stir yeah. it on up, James. Yeah, no, in, in a season where, if they were to measure, if I was hooked up to some kind of like physio-psychological device that measured my like serotonin happiness levels. I think it would have spiked this season, not from a result, but from Fred doing the Redondo move on an Atletico <laughs> defender in a game that we lost. Like, that was probably peak happiness. And Fred has been... Uh, Fred in that more advanced role has been, you know, low-key class. Uh, still got his little Fred moments, but they're a little less uh, punishing when he's not your holding mid. Yeah, it's the grad. It's the gradual unveiling that our central defensive mids aren't central defensive mids. Anyway, uh, Patrick, I'm gonna make a bold statement. That is it for my top four debate. I agree. I agree. Bang. So if we got top four, that's we're cutting it there. West Ham, Arsenal have two games on West Ham and six points. West Ham with just eight games to play. Um, they do have a big six pointer against Arsenal. So keep it. Keep a. Keep a lookout for that one because that one could play a role. I believe that is at the London Stadium as mm-hmm. well, like um, a one so, last, like a one last shot. And I, I kind of feel like the earlier fixture 
um, some shit went down where we should be looking forward to this reverse fixture, but mm-hmm. too much has happened since then. I can't quite remember. Um, but yeah, let's get into uh, West Ham talking about Europe. Maybe it'll come to you, Patrick. Anyway, this one's for Leo. I know he's there or thereabouts. Uh, make amends with PETA is what I've got for West Ham. Since since Kurt Zuma's cat video surfaced in early February, West Ham have drawn with Leicester, drawn with Newcastle, beat Wolves, lost to Liverpool, beat Aston Villa, lost to Spurs. It's not exactly top four form, and that's why they should be worrying now about Europa League qualification and consistency. They're not playing bad, but they were not able to sustain that level. And quite frankly, Patrick, I think they are going to be just as focused on their own Europa League journey, having just knocked out Sevilla, which deserves props. They know scrubs. But as for the Premier League, I think they are going to do a little bit of damage limitation. Yeah, and I, in, that, in, the, in, the, in the spirit of damage limitation, uh, I have don't miss the conference, Clarence. Uh, that's a reference to a movie I'm writing, so you won't get the reference yet. Uh, but this guy named Clarence <laughs> is late to a conference, and it's it's a, you'll you'll get it when it comes out. They are they shouldn't be focused too much, James, on that top six getting into Europa League because I think it's going to finish with the big six and the top six. Uh, I think that's how it's going to shake itself out, and I think that West Ham is going to have a true true pursuit uh, from Wolves, who we're going to talk about here in a second for that set for the. Um, the seventh spot for the uh, conference league. And we like the clown on the conference league a little bit, James, but difference in revenue being in Europe, I think will be beneficial for West Ham might hurt them, I guess, in the, um, I suppose their ability to, uh, you know, you know, do what Arsenal did this year, right? Really focus on the premier league and put all your efforts Mm -hmm. toward that one competition, but they might be losing Declan Rice in the summer. They're going to need to spend, they're going to need to bolster that squad. So, that that European money is 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 big yeah. for them. Yeah, I did some research, Patrick. This is the one minute section of a Prime Little Prime episode that might be informational to some. Uh, mm, the Europa well. League Conference, the way it works, the the UEFA Conference Europa League Conference, the way that one works is if you win the League Cup, you get your berth. But obviously, the winner of the League Cup, Liverpool, they are going to be in the Champions League. So therefore. When you look at the Europa League, the winners of the FA Cup and fifth place are automatic. But then again, let's say City or Liverpool win the FA Cup, they're going to be in the Champions League. So it then it thereby becomes fifth and sixth place Europa League, seventh place Conference League. And that's where West yeah. Ham is right now. And then it's going to get a little bit sweaty because you have West Ham is in the Europa League right now. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's right. Who's to say how that goes. Champions and then you have Leicester. Leicester City in the Conference League. So uh, we might have to go back to the tape, James, and figure out how that math is going to sort itself out. But it, it's there's a lot of crazy implications on these European spots right now. Craziness. Craziness. All right. Crazy. Let's talk about Wolves, Patrick. Let's talk about Wolves. Uh, my headline here is take some anger management classics. Shout out Adam Sandler mm-hmm. classes. Shout out Adam Sandler Shout out Jack Nicholson, the GOAT. Uh, Your players are leading in all the wrong categories. Jimenez has the most red cards in the Premier League with two, and he's a striker. Ruben Nevers has the most yellows with nine. You can't expect to win without 11 players on the field. Uh, Very famous quote from a manager that's escaping me. 
Probably Arteta. I think I said it. I th- no, I think <laughs> I came up with it on second thought. That's from your movie. I remember you, you telling me that. It's my other movie on the mm-hmm. side that will be a competing movie one day. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you at the Oscars. Shots across the bow in the 2037 Oscars. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll be, yeah, I'll storm the stage if you win. No doubt. No doubt. This guy claps back. Yes, he does. All right. I got Nature versus Nurture Lodge. Nature <laughs> always wins. You got to let the boys be boys, James. Wolves, they're a big shithouse team, but they got class. And I think that they spend too much time messing about and not too much time just being being good. They have 31 goals scored, James, which is... <laughs> they're better they're better than that. They're better than that. They've only conceded 26 with outside of the top 3 teams is the best record against in terms of goals uh goals conceded. And so I just want Bruno just Bruno Lodge, I should say, to just let let the boys run. Let the guys play and let them do what they're meant to do, which is be mm-hmm. footballers. And this is when we talk about those shit house teams, big shit house games they had against Arsenal, a lot of little testiness. I just want them to just want them to have fun, you know. I think that they, they they showed a little bit more under Nuno, and I don't want to take away from what Bruno Lodge has done, uh, but I just think that they got to let it let it loose. They've got to dictate mm-hmm. things a little bit more. They can't be trying to eke out one nil wins, especially if they're going to have disciplinary issues uh, to kind of close out this season. So I want to see him let fly. Love to see him put a charge here uh, on West Ham uh, to close to close the year, mm-hmm. uh, and they don't they don't play West Ham. I don't believe so. I, I, I think they you know they're going to have to rely on the fixtures just to fall. How yeah. they fall. I like that, Patrick. And apologies to the fans out there for my purrs of admiration on Patrick's take. I just couldn't hold back. Yeah, that one, that one I had you. I, I knew I had one in, in here yeah. that was, that was going to get you. Yeah. Oh, I had me purring like a dog. <laughs> <laughs> Move it on. <laughs> All right, Patrick. We are into the whatever category i'm fairly 100%. certain i'm fairly certain we're into the whatever category cuz the next team on the list is aston villa and let's 10 points off let's be Unreal. honest 10 points off it's not going to happen no europa aspirations for villa but they're in ninth place and given where they were a season ago you got to be happy with that so patrick aston villa cement your place as the plucky contenders in birmingham Wow. Show those rolls off the tongue. <clears throat> yep. Yep. Print it. Uh, show wolves that you're coming for that ass by placing your hot breath upon their neck. Proverbially speaking, of course. Uh, West Brom and Birmingham City, nowhere to be seen. They're not even in this league. So set the stage for next season. The Battle of Birmingham. I want to see it. Villa Wolves. Who's got it? Right mm. now? Right now? Villa used to be top dogs. You're dealing with a little, little uh, you know, mountain to climb. Could Birmingham uh, come up, James? Uh, I, I checked earlier to to validate this take because I do my research, and no, they can't. Well, I'm thinking uh, Blackburn. I'm thinking Blackburn. Yeah. Um, no, no, you're thinking West Brom. Blackburn's in the mix, isn't it? No, Blackburn's like a, a Lancashire club, more north. Oh, well, I'm just I'm talking about B clubs in the championship that could come up. Okay. Anyway, we'll okay. agree to disagree on that one. Got it. Uh, I'm I'm just saying, uh, don't slip up. You know this Villa team don't slip under up. Steven Gerrard. I think has been 
good enough under Gerard that you should be, you know, looking at this team uh, for Europe next year. If you mm-hmm. wipe away the season that was under Dean Smith, uh, as much as we love him, and we'll we'll, we'll talk about him uh, a little later. But if you wipe away that season, you have to be pretty impressed uh, with the job that Gerard's done and what Villa has done. And I think that you want to build that momentum into the summer. You know Villa is willing to spend. They've done it before. They're one of the highest spenders in this league, believe it or not. And they've done it without the money from the Champions League. Uh, they're still reestablishing themselves after uh, Grealish, uh, but they're sorting out who they are. They're sorting out their identity. I like the way Stevie G's got them playing. So don't slip up. Keep the pace up. And you got something really, really good to build upon next year. I expect them to have a big summer and contend. But you don't want to see them just kind of fall off into the bottom half of the table. You'd like to see them lock in that you know, top half top yeah. half finish after what yeah. was a real, real poor start. <clears throat> Right, try and finish with a flourish. I agree. All right, Patrick, we're about halfway there. In fact, we are halfway there. Just about. There's no need to quibble here. We are exactly halfway. Leicester City in 10th place. Uh, Patrick, as far as the Premier League goes, fire up that 2015-16 DVD and eat some good old member berry pie. <laughs> Think on the good times. Just reminisce. That's what we're. That's what we got going on here for Leicester City. Uh, or... You could take a positive thinking route. At least you didn't choke top four for three seasons in a row now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you could take that route, James. You could take an even more positive thinking route. And I'm going with clear some room in the cabinet. You're still in the conference league. This is a team that, James, when they get an opportunity to win a trophy, they tend to take it. They took their shot at the Premier League. They took their shot at the FA Cup. And now they have a chance to be the first ever team to win the, the, what is it, the Europa Conference League of European Conference Champions. First team to win that. And I think for a club like Leicester, that is a feat. That puts them in in a Europa League next year, I would imagine. I'm not 100% sure of the rules, but it has to. I can't so, confirm that either. But we, to, you just have to assume. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what's the point of winning if not? Uh, it's like winning a preseason tournament otherwise. So I would expect them to really put on a charge there. Um, thank you for prioritizing it. When you were playing Arsenal, uh, I think it's clear that that's what they're going after. I don't expect anything from them in the Premier League uh, going forward. Who knows what we'll see? But that's what I want to watch from Leicester. I want to see. Mm-hmm. I want to see the charge for the trophy because I like watching these English teams go at it in mm-hmm. Europe, uh, especially when it's not one of these big clubs. So uh, have at it. Have at it, Brendan Rodgers. Put something in the trophy cabinet. I didn't want to interrupt your full head of steam, Patrick, but I loved how you said they took their chance. And won the Premier League. It's like they won the title on a crazy fluke accident of all the many years they've been in the Premier League. Love the phrase into that. Well, they did take the chance, didn't they, James? That there was a uh, a point total that I don't think would have won them another another title on you know five years in either direction. Fair. All right then. Not to discredit it, greatest story in sports, arguably ever. However. They, it, they, they've been opportunistic with trophies on the line. I think that is fair to say. And I think that's an endearing quality. Yeah. Arsenal were not that in that exact same season. So. Well, there you go. Banter away, Leicester fans. Right. The, fans. the opposite of opportunistic. Yeah. Cloppertunistic. <laughs> that's a segment. I'm workshopping that offline. I'll get back mm-hmm. to you next week with the cloppertunistic. Mm-hmm. All right, Patrick. Southampton, and then I'll kick it over to you to lead these off. Uh, For Southampton, I've got don't throw it away now. And you know why? 
They're two months away, Patrick. Two months, eight games away from not conceding nine goals in a single season game. <laughs> For the first time since 2018, 2019. Don't throw wow. it away now. Wow. That is a, uh, a big one. And they do have Liverpool, James. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. Can you they, imagine? They do have Liverpool. And I believe, yeah, the penultimate game of the season now that I check. And you got to imagine Liverpool's going to have something to play for. So let's see what they can do. Um, mine was a little bit more disrespectful. It was just, what even are you? Uh, Southampton, just they're just always in the middle. Makes, my, makes mine seem very respectful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it's just, it's just I, I don't, I do wonder, uh, like, what is... Like, respectfully, James, like, what's a Southampton supporter, like, meant to do? Like, that's really Vibes FC. Like, you're safe up, and that's about it. So I just, I don't know, James. I have a tough time sorting this one out. I think they're the IX of the Premier League in that they sell their good players and coaches, but they also don't have the talent to win anything domestically. It's a very weird place to be. Yeah, well, doesn't IX win everything domestically? Well, I guess that's the, the state of the league. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like that's the difference in in the two of them. Like I you know, see. you 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 get a you you find a diamond in the rough in the Sadio Mane or a Mauricio Pochettino coach, and it's like, oh well, they're going on to bigger and better things. Yeah, well, we, I mean, Sadio Mane, Virgil Van Dyke, Luke Shaw, I believe they've had quite quite a lot of talent um, come through that that organization. Um, I always like Ralph Hasenhuttle as well. Gareth Bale. Did he really? Yeah. That's right, he did. Was we Kyle sh- Walker Peters? Yeah. He went on loan there. I don't know if he started there. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I don't know exactly his trajectory. There's now. a great, um, I, I, we can dig it up at some point, but like an all-time in the Premier League, Southampton 11. It's insane. It's a great squad. Great squad. The all to- Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have, uh, I have seen you that one. I have seen that one. That's a great one. So, yeah. I think you're right, Patrick. We should do a segment of like... We should have Andy do a man on the street or woman on the street interview. Respectfully, where, like that. Respectfully, of course. Boy. <laughs> where we have him go, go around to ask people, uh, what's a Southampton? And see what they say, out of curiosity. <laughs> the streets of uh, Stadium West. Just yeah. asking people, what's a Southampton? Oh, great. All right. Brought well, to you by the hammer. <laughs> Oh, we missed a slam dunk in having him support West Ham. Anyway, why don't you go ahead and take us into Crystal Palace? James, I need I'm, I need a break. I'm fighting Leo right now. Give me another two minutes here. To get well, this there's, a, there's a natural cutting. Here I go again on my own. Um, Crystal Palace. Uh, this isn't uh, the real Crystal Palace, is it? Uh, James, that is from The Hangover, version one. Uh, Another way just to be a little bit disrespectful here. Uh, But I want a little bit more from Patrick Vieira's side. You want to know why, James? I think they've lost a lot of points throughout the year. I don't think that they necessarily need to be in this whatever category this year. They have a league-high 13 draws. 13 draws, I believe... I believe the record's 16. Uh, I might be mistaken in that. All-time Premier League record? In a season. Wow. Uh, which is a lot. 16 is nearly half the games to, to draw. is a pretty pretty high number. I will confirm that one uh, before the edge of the podcast. But I feel like they got just a little bit 
a little bit more to give us, James. And they've yeah. had some big, big results. Uh, they should have won at Arsenal. They got the the, the draw against City. They've, they're a team that can compete with the very best. Um, and so I'd like to see them kind of put all those pieces together uh, next year. Uh, because I just don't... I mean, it is it is the Crystal Palace we're accustomed to. We should we should expect them to be right around this. I think they're probably the most consistent, like, nailed-on mid-table team uh, maybe in the league over the last... Um, what would you say, even a decade or so. I'm sure they had some fluctuations, but want a little more out of them, James. A little more yeah. out of 12th place. Yeah, you want a little bit more out of them. My counterpoint is think about where we want. We expected them to be at the beginning of the season, down play. in the dumps, heading down. Fair so, play. you know, give them props for being in 12th. Great spot for Crystal Palace in this young squad. I believe they're in the semifinals of the FA Cup. So, Patrick, my take's a pretty simple one. Experiment, experiment with the squad. Between Zaha, Elise, Etze, Mateta, Edward, they got a really exciting combo of forward players. I know this is a wild thought that's never going to happen, but start to think about life without Connor Gallagher because there's no way Chelsea don't bring him back. So mm, it, it's, I don't think they're going to experiment without him. He, they probably want to rack up any kind of, you know, incentivized bonus or just pride on finishing as high as possible. But like, start working with the ingredients you got and see if you can. Get a nice tune before the end of the season. That's what I got for the Palace. Very, very good. Um, man, all of these are kind of similar. I just want a little more out of all these teams. This one, James, I'm not... Um, it's the whatever category for a reason. Yeah. Uh, this one I'm not particularly proud of. Okay. Give me some more, Graham. Uh, and that is about Graham Potter, of course. He's meant to be the next... Also, a, also a type of cracker. Yes, um, <laughs> double entendre uh, that was, um, and among my worst, um, would you even call that a pun, James? Mm, yeah. Probably not. Well, to be fair, I was debating between that and some sort of wizard Harry Potter thing, so I think I came out on top. Uh, they've lost five in a row. Uh, Brighton was a team at the beginning of the season. So gross. That was in the top uh, the top half of the table. I believe they were even top of the table or you know top four yeah they were you know, flirting maybe even like 10 games into the season mm-hmm. they got uh, off to a hot start they did and i think we all believe in rate and graham potter as a manager but i don't think it really went the way he expected um when he called out the entirety of his fan base uh about their expectations so do we get more graham potter next year i don't know uh, but I want to see him kind of get a little bit of an uptick. One, if there's an attractive job available, I'm not exactly sure where that would be, uh, where he would maybe find himself. I could see him at a at Spurs if Conte, um, you know, implodes. Uh, but other than that, I think we're going to see him at Brighton again next year because I don't think that there's that better job sitting there for him. Mm. Uh, so I just want to mm. see a little bit more because I think he's going to have to ride it out longer. <laughs> Patrick, it's a great segue because my headline is invest in a machine to travel back in time, or should I say history, to the 27th of November, which was when Potter said all of his fans, oh no, he said, maybe I need a history lesson, a very British way of putting it, very British way to go about it. So since Potter's open descent to the fans, they've won three out of their seven total games since that day. 27th of November, two in 2022 as a whole. And Patrick, I really love this whole narrative because Potter was getting linked with the top clubs at the time. You were right. They were off to a really hot start. He was feeling himself in the the European football discussion. And in that moment in time, 
that little moment where he lost his cool, he felt he was too good for Brighton. Graham Potter probably is, but yes, 100%. Well, here's my point. They're 13th, they're 13th yeah. right now. You so, you could argue Brighton's level is like 15th, 16th surviving relegation versus a 13th, but I think you found your level, bud. I don't think Graham Potter is that much better than Brighton, who for the record play a fun brand of football in the Premier League, Great. but I just I just think this is this is who they are, and Graham Potter, you're either with it or you're going on a lateral move. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, um, there's no there's no team outside of the relegation zone with less wins than them. So maybe he isn't the prince that was promised. Back to Harry Potter. I've done it, James. I've done it. Nailed it. Absolutely nailed it, Patrick. Newcastle. You ready for this one? Hit me. Separate the art from the artist and let the good times roll. Patrick, <laughs> what if I gave you a beautiful diamond the size of a plum? I would say thank you and probably, I don't know that I would pawn it, James, but I would look to get rid of it. Now, what if I told you it was extracted from the earth through the suffering and forced labor of a subjugated people with all the proceeds used to fund a bloody civil war? And I would certainly look to get rid of it. Mm, yeah, it's not Eddie Howe's job to worry about Saudi Arabia. He just picks a team. It's not the mm. fans' job to worry about Saudi Arabia. They just support the team they love. That's what's going on with Newcastle here. How good of mental compartmentalization can they enact for the rest of the season and potentially beyond? James, that is beautiful. Um, I'm going, let's throw a party at the new castle. Um, really. Love that. The finest work. Love that. No, no. That um, was, was poetry. James, this was a team who, before Eddie Howe took over, before the Saudi takeover, was in a nailed-on relegation position. And then even after Eddie Howe took over, it took them a long time to mm -hmm. get cooking. They, they needed that window. Their, they have lost their last two games, but up until that point, they have gotten themselves, James, we're in the whatever category. They've been in the relegation category for doing a rolling table for quite a while. And so this team, this fan group, whatever, if we're separating the art from the artist, it's time to throw a party because next year, next season, I can't wait to see what they do in the summer, James, uh, if we're separating that art from the artist. Mm -hmm. It's going to be chaos. Can't wait. Can't wait. Uh, I hope it's... I hope it's like Umtiti. I hope they're going. I hope they're going with all the people that just get like the the lazy rumors. I hope they just scoop them all up. But I actually think they've done some pretty decent business uh, in did some decent business in the winter. Uh, that's 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 paid off for them. So lots of celebrate in Newcastle uh, because unfortunately for the rest of us, we don't get the comedy of them going down uh, as the richest no. club in the championship. No, so we'll get to see what they do, and this will be a good. Another situation to see, you know, how, how quick can money kind of change the game uh, for a club and a club that was at the bottom. So let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. I like that one, Patrick. I like that mm -hmm. one. This might be, you know, I'm staking my colors to the mast in a way. I have Brentford in the whatever category. Mm. I do. I um, This is where I started. The relegation Ooh, discussion. Okay. But James, okay. probably because I just want to believe. Because I just that, want That to they believe. could go down or that the, the relegation battle is more exciting. Well, here's my uh, my logic here is that um, 
with games in hand, Burnley control. Games, Patrick, destiny. games in hand hit different at the bottom of the table. Two games Burnley's in hand. Just, oh, they won three games all season. <laughs> hey, I'm taking some jumps. I'm taking some leaps. Uh, but, yeah, Br- Brentford is on. Uh, well, we, we can discuss Brentford uh, in the. What do you want? You want to get into Brentford now, or do you okay. want to, or like their their situation now, or yeah. do you want to just get to the, the jokes? Hey, words of advice. I haven't been joking. I haven't been joking this whole time. Sorry, I just had to get out of the whatever mindset. Uh, yeah. <laughs> there right. was no advice in my whatever. It was just me clowning <laughs> on those teams. Oh, they a- don't need advice. Yeah, just Patrick. Do, just exist. Oh, yeah, mine's a complete joke, too, for the okay. record. And also, for the record, let's just state I have them in the whatever category. I don't think they're going down. They had too good of a good early season. Mm-hmm. You have them in the relegation category. That is what it is. Here's my advice. Do less. It's like Kunu and forgetting Sarah Marshall. Mm. Don't don't do anything. Don't try to play football. Don't do it. The less you do, the more you do. Mm. So when you think about it, they were just here for a good time back in August. They were like, let's run up the tab. We're on house money. See how much trouble we can get into. And now they care way too much about not getting relegated. Go back to August Brentford and do less, in the words of Kunu from forgetting Sarah Marshall. Very well said, James. Uh, similar line. Don't blow it. You started <laughs> the season so well. You were all of our darlings with your long throws and your analytics. But now you're still 10, ten In your points. analytics. <laughs> That's old man yells at Cloud right there. Um, but now you, they're, they're 10 points from 40. I don't think that you're going to need 40 this year to stay up. But that's the magic safety number. And they're 10 points from it, James. Let me tell you their next, their next four games. They got Chelsea. They got West Ham. They got a way to Watford, which should be a win, but that's one of the games that I'm sure Watford is circling. And then they have Tottenham, and then they have Manchester United. So that's five games, right? And then they got three games to play. And so I don't think it's a crazy thing to say they got three games to play and they're sitting on 33 points. Mm. And so for me, they could scrap a couple points together. They need they pro- probably must win at Watford, and they got to find a way to get points out of those other four games. Just don't blow it because you're right. They should not be in this discussion. I don't think that they're going down. But, you know, if they're sitting on 33 or less points with three games to play, uh, and then they have some other teams that might also be in that relegation battle to play, it could get interesting. It yep. could. That's why I have them there. Uh, but I agree with you. They're, they're, I'd give them like 90, 95% staying up at this rate. I, I, I'd be very surprised if they were to go down. Yeah. Agreed. But you you wanted to believe, which I can understand. Yeah, it's just the whatever category. It's just it's so hard to care about. All right. Well, we're out of the whatever now, Patrick. We are into the bona fide relegation race. Love it. Leads. Why don't you why don't you go ahead? Do it for Marcelo. He's done so much. Love that. He's done so much for this club. I think he is a, a, a absolute legend, loved by the fans. Uh, at, at, at Ellen Road, and I think that they owe it to him um, to stay up. Uh, I think Jesse March has his work cut out for him. Uh, it's it's you know like herding cats. Those guys probably like what are, what are our instructions, and then they just take off out of the tunnel, and he never sees them again until halftime. And he's like, guys, that was absolutely insane. That was insane. You guys didn't stop running. You didn't listen to a thing I said. Uh, but they had some electric finishes, and so this is the uh, this is my vibes FC. Uh, James, mm-hmm. I just want Leeds to stay in the league 
They are so much fun. I think they'll remain fun uh, with Jesse Marsh at the helm. You want to have you really turned face on that one, huh? In what in, in what way? You, I, I, I believe you said you were over leads when Marcelo Bielsa left. Oh yeah, I don't like. I, I don't care to watch their games, but James, they've had electric, they've had some electric finishes. They sure have. They have some electric finishes. It's just I don't. I, I, I guess what I'm happy about is that that identity's still there. You know that they still have. They're doing a little bit of Bielsa. I just want them to finish the job for Bielsa because every team below them has games in hand. So that point difference is little sus. And we're looking, you know, Everton, Watford are, mm-hmm. are close. You have to think Ever- Everton have the inside track to get ahead of them just on their games at hand, four point difference. Sure. Uh, so do it, do it for them. Yeah. Those, them up. those last two wins, so crucial, especially that bizarre one against Wolves. What a that game. Bielsa. The game of the season, that. Yeah. That had Bielsa written all over, didn't it? Uh, oh, we Bielsa had, DNA. we took the same path here. Patrick, for leads, I've got put the pedal to the metal. I love that Ted Lasso is still bringing the chaos and the good times the way Bielsa would have wanted. And if you do go down, go down on your own terms, and that's losing 5-3. You know, like, <laughs> we will score, but we will also get scored on. Right. Yep, yep, that's exactly what I want to see. And yeah, if, like, like go out on your sword. What's the, is that the phrase? On your shield? Like, Whatever. I forget what it is. But, uh, yes. Come come back with your shield or on it. Uh, little three hundred. Yeah. Little three hundred. Oh, and they actually have a shield as their crest. Let's go. Bingo. Okay. <laughs> Everton, Everton, Patrick. For this one, I wanted to say take away the. I wanted to say take away the all day buffet at Finch Farm. Um, although I'm conscious I've made too many Fat Frank jokes, so I'm not going to overthink this one. Therefore, don't overthink it 2.0. This is my second don't overthink it advice. Put your best players out on the field because you have a better team than all the others around you. Dominic Calvert-Lewin, back from injury. Get him up front with Richarlison. Yerry Mina. Yerry Mina's coming back soon. Put that Michael oh. Keane. Put that Michael Keane scrub on the bench. Let him ride the pine. Uh, Donny Van de Beek back from COVID. Put him into the midfield, especially with Allen out. They have the squad. Just Frank, I I implore you. Although I really don't, because I would love to see you go down. But I do implore you to just play your best team. I mean, damn, put him in a four four two. Whatever you got to do, just just get him out there on the field. Yeah, just. Go into FIFA, sort by overall, and then just have uh, Seamus Coleman get it sorted on the field. Like, just Frank should be doing less. That's not my advice. That's good advice. But my advice is remember who you are. (laughs) You're Everton. You're Everton. You've never not been in the league. What are you doing down here? Mm -hmm. They're one of six teams, James, that have been in the Premier League since uh, its, its inception. They are an institution. It is hilarious that they are here. We do want to see them sweat it out a little bit more. All of these things are true. But to Everton, have some pride. Have some pride. Remember who you are and stay up. And stay up comfortably is really what you should be doing. This shouldn't be a discussion. You have the games in hand. Look at the teams below you. Your class reigns supreme. Stop playing around. Get it done. Nice. Nice. Why? I mean, why don't you keep rolling? This one was easy, James. We might have the exact same one. Show some cojones. Shout out Troy Dini. Channel his spirit. Troy Dini loved going 
uh, down to the championship as well. So maybe that's not the best analogy. But James, they're they're right they're right there. They've got a shot at both Leeds and at Everton. I think Watford do, and Watford have, in my opinion, of these remaining teams, one of the more favorable schedules. Yes, they've got really difficult games all the way to Liverpool, City, and Chelsea. But right. a lot of teams, a lot of teams have difficult games. Every other game of theirs, with the exception of away to Palace, is at home. And those games are against Brentford, Burnley, Leeds we discussed, and then and then Leicester. So they have the opportunity. We're not talking about winning five games, James. We're talking about winning three, maybe four games, and that might get you to safety. That's the margin here at the bottom. So you can chalk those those games up as a loss. You're not getting any points out of those, those three games. So you really have five games left here to work with, and it's, it's time to step up. But if you want to have some big, big cojones, you got an opportunity to play spoiler mm. in this champions mm-hmm. championship race, uh, this title race. Don't think that'll happen, but there's there's an opportunity for them to get some massive, massive results that uh, you know I don't think other teams are getting. Yeah, uh, Patrick. Funnily enough, I did. I, I think we ended up on the same exact theme one way or another. But while you were going on that diatribe, I did pluck out who was the team that ended Liverpool's hopes of an unbeaten yep. season. Mm-hmm. A it pretty, was. a pretty subpar Watford team, just it straight was. out of nowhere. So who knows? Watford certainly had something to say in the top four race. Uh, we only took one point off of them this season, and they might have something to say against City, Chelsea, and Liverpool. And so, Patrick, my my anecdote, my piece of advice for Watford is focus on what you control, what you can control. Mm-hmm. Technically, you might say that's the nine games they have left this season. But let's call it six. You can't control City, Chelsea, or Liverpool. So f- focus on the six games you can control and, <laughs> and try and get the best out of that. Yeah. Yeah, maybe um, maybe it's a good time to take a, a red card the game before you play a City or something if you have to. I mean, not that you should. Right, like get your accumulation yellow. Can you get accumulation yellows this late in the season? Or is that... No, I don't think they wipe. I think they only wipe in, in knockout competitions. Well, you you get you get an extension. It might be at ten um, because you, you get five up until your team's played half of its games, and then after that, I think you get up till ten. So oh. yeah, maybe it's just a larger, larger set. Um, also, I learned this year that two, um, two red cards does give you an extra game. Um, Granite Jocka taught me that. That is interesting. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Granite. Make the T-shirts. Okay, Patrick Burnley. I've got shock the world. I've got shock the world for Burnley. You've got games in hand, baby. Yes, you've only won three the entire season, but you've got the games in hand. That's for you to decide what happens. You have the most games yet to play out of all the teams in the league. Batten down the hatches with Tarkovsky and with Ben Mee and get balls into the box for Woot Weghorst and let it ride. It's the best name. It's it's the absolute, absolute best name. I think he's a Dutch international too. Like that dude's gonna go yeah. to the World Cup. Woot Weghorst. Woot Weghorst. Um, yeah, um, I'm saying from uh, Ed Sheeran's, uh, "You need me, babe. I don't need you." And that is a little <laughs> bit of an insult because we can find Burnleys. They grow on trees. They come up out of the Championship all the time, where they sit back in and. You got to try and break them down, and they're super tough. And 
you know, yada, 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 they'll hack you to death. We're going to find other Burnleys. And so similar, similar thread, James, uh, sh- show me that you're the one that belongs here. They've been in the Premier League now, I want to say, uh, five or six years. So they've kind of established themselves as the Premier League's, you know, we talked about the shit house, uh, the ogres, the hack them downs, the very uh, pragmatic, I'd say, form of form of football that Sean Dyche likes to play, prefers his snow as well. Uh, but James, I, I've i kind of come to terms with them going down, if I'm honest it's with you. It's sad. It's sad to hear. Yeah. It's sad to hear. They're an institution for me. But... Yeah, but three wins, you don't belong, you know? They were yeah. able to get a lot more. They were able to claw, scratch and claw and do all this and that. Um, goal differential is impressive. Like Leeds goal differential is minus 33 and Burnley's at minus 16. So minus 16 goal differential, you'd think you'd find themselves in, you know, that 13 to 16 range, but they haven't gotten the results they've needed. And, you know, I think the, um, I think the story has been told for them, but yes, the games in hand uh, do make it very, very Mm -hmm. interesting, James. And Mm -hmm. I'd call it, would you call it a favorable games in hand? There's not, they have kind of, fringish teams they got a lot of whatevers uh in a in a, in a, few a lot of whatevers in the relegation battle with with them as well uh, and a lot of home games they seem to do a good job of postponing their home games the turf more uh well norwich burnley is going to be a fun one on the 10th everton mm-hmm. you know yep. Wat- watford in there they got to play all the teams around them that's exciting that's very mm-hmm. exciting yep okay Pretty fun Last and seemingly always least, <laughs> Norwich. And for them, Patrick, I've got, remember the power of positive thinking. Mm. You can go have a nice little summer with the fam and then just remember what's waiting for you is the opportunity, opportunity to give a Will Smith-esque slap down to the championship and just enjoy it and, you know, you'll be back in, in another year. Like, Forget about it. Forget about it. Forget about it. Yeah. Um, I said ruin the party. You know, your season's over. It's been over since it started. <laughs> See if you can't ruin the party. Someone already ate your piece of cake, uh, so why don't you just mush your hand through the whole rest of it, you know? Uh, you haven't won in the league since January. You play five of your eight games, though, against teams that have something to play for. Just try to play spoiler. And, James, let me tell you, Nothing would make me happier than when Spurs visit Norwich on the final match week. I'm sure if they can if they can wrangle off something uh, on their way down, just you know take the bus down to the championship, uh, mm-hmm. popping bottles, popping champagne. Mm-hmm. Also, as I was going through this, Spurs finish against Burnley and Norwich. So uh, for anyone else in that top four race, get your business sorted. Yeesh. Spurs should be taking care of six points in those last two games. Yeah, you would think. You would think. Or, just let the bottle narrative take off. Win-win, kind of. <laughs> It'll do its own work. And that'll do it, James. That's the advice column. Hope you guys enjoyed that one. We will be here to soak in all the rest. Let's wrap it up with some segments, Patrick. Got a freak of the week for you. It's scientist slash inventor of the laser pointer, Theodore <laughs> Maiman. Screw you, Theodore. You knowingly gave Senegal and its fans a massive trump card over the traveling Egyptians in the African World Cup playoff finals. It looked like a goddamn dance floor out there. It looked like everyone was going off to Sandstorm 
circa mid 2000s. Yeah. Yeah. Taylor Twelman used it as a good moment on the broadcast to say, when are countries going to be held accountable? And uh, Mark Champion was like, well, you know, they're illegal, right? And he's like, yeah, well, how are they in there? And then he just goes, and Bruno Fernandez has the ball. You know, like <laughs> when the play by play commentator doesn't want to talk about it anymore. He just goes back to what's happened on the field. It was it was exactly that. Yeah, I think that you could um, you could throw on some Wiley Coyote in front of Taylor Twelman, and he'd, he'd probably say the exact same things that he says on the <laughs> broadcast. I haven't I haven't heard him make sense in quite a while. He's no Stu Holden though, or Marisa do. God, really? I mean, when the when the American finished their playing career, just get into coaching because the broadcast booth is doing us no favors. None. Is there anyone good? Uh, Gus Johnson had a had a little phase where no one else was stepping up to call Champions League games, and that was a ride. Yeah, well, I mean, Gus Johnson's all time. Like, if I if we can get Iron Eagle on a on a on a Champions League game, I'm sure it'd be electric. He mm-hmm. would he would deliver. Um, who's can you imagine? Can you imagine Jim Nance rolling into a a Champions League final broadcast? Hello, friends. Give me, give me Kevin Harland on the World Cup final. Yeah, or the Bang Man himself. Oh, that might bring, just keep Marv Albert as far away as possible. <laughs> in in, in real life too. Yeah. And yeah, and uh, yeah. anyone you care about. Uh huh. Diddled. <laughs> Fuck. It's true. It's true. It's true. Who's that broadcaster guy? Big creep. Great broadcaster. All right, you got you got a freak. Yeah, that's an office reference. Uh, I was hoping you would get that. But anyway, um, yeah, my freak of the week is Italy. Um, Mamma mia! What are you doing, um, James? I would be. I, I have to imagine this is the only time this has ever happened that somebody has won the Euro and on either side of that missed the World Cup. Maybe the only exception would be Greece, yeah, because that's the only country that I could think of. Because European qualifying is difficult to, to be fair, uh, but Italy. Meant to be one of the top sides in the world. Disappointment at the last World Cup qualification not making it. And then they were home to North Macedonia in, what a, you know, all credit to North Macedonia. They played a, a, a fantastic game that they needed to play, uh, but were outshot 10-1 to 1 in that game. And somehow North Macedonia still pulls it off. Italy missing the World Cup. Back-to-back years. Um, might have to add USA to this. And if, if they really bottle it, but man, uh, big old freak action out of out of Italy. Uh, I really can't believe it, James. I, they're uh, it just doesn't make any sense to me how they're how they're missing it. That's a big freak move. Really doesn't make sense, Patrick. Um, Especially not that particular fixture. And let's be honest, you've already got a hell of a, a podcast edit on your hands thanks to Leo. So if you could do me one favor, just try exploring an option where you, you do a toilet bowl flush. And then the sound that Mario makes when you lose a level. (laughs) Just give that a shot. Patrick, you got a new segment. It's, um... Oh, yes, I do, James. Yeah. Um, This segment is called the Huge Beast of the Week. Uh, And... James, we've sometimes given the freak in a positive light, and I do view these segments to be a little bit amorphous, that they can go from one to another. Mm-hmm. Um, Too undefined. F- yeah, but the freak, 
The freak needs to be just that. It needs to be a freak. And the beast is where we show our love, James. And to start it off... R.I.P. to the chapeau. Yeah, well, you still got to explain that one to me, James. Uh, But the (laughs) beast of the week that I'm going, huge beast of the week, Christian Oh, double beast. Double beast. He's a huge, huge beast of the week. Getting it from both of your hosts here. Scored his first goal. Little DP. Uh, sure. Um, D, DB, I think, is the appropriate term for this segment, James. Filthy animal. Anyway, Christian Eriksen scoring for Denmark. First goal um, since uh, the 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 infamous uh, collapse at the Euro uh, where we had that horrible, scary, um, potentially life-threatening moment. And he has come back. He has been class as usual for Brentford, but he has not yet got on the score seat. So for him to do it with his country, uh, wearing the number 10, what a moment, James. I mean, it, it, he's he's as universally loved as an athlete can be at this point, I think. Yes, yes, indeed, Patrick. We are all here for this comeback story. If you aren't excited about this comeback story, I would say go watch The Sixth Sense because you might be Bruce Willis and you've been dead this whole time. Uh, Think about it this way, Patrick. Yeah, think about it this way. If I suffered cardiac arrest and was pronounced medically dead from doing an activity, I'm probably not going back to that activity. I think I know my I think I know my character well enough to be like, I'm going to I'm going to set that aside for a little bit. This boy, this dude, this man, this beast, Christian Eriksen, less than a year since that incident, is back scoring on that exact pitch in Denmark for his country, scoring two games in a row, going to play a role in keeping Brentford up. It's really amazing. Huge beast. Love it. Double beast of the week. All right, James. I'll close it out here with the district. Uh, My lock of the week is going to be a top three parlay. Uh, Taking the money line on Manchester City away to Burnley, Chelsea home, versus Brentford, Liverpool, home, versus Watford. And James, we're getting that at minus 117. So nearly, nearly even odds. Uh, I actually don't have a meatball for you, James, but I got one donkey. Brighton has lost five games in a row, at least. Mm-hmm. They maybe lost more, but that's how far they show you in the table. They're hosting Norwich, uh, and Norwich is plus 600. I don't think Norwich was going to win this game. But Brighton's in some real, real bad form, and Norwich needs everything that they can get. So plus 600 on a donkey for Norwich, and that'll take us out. It's a fun one, Patrick. It's a fun one. Yeah. It's actually a plausible. Usually you're like, well, that's throwing away money. Um, (laughs) So I feel like this one actually has a shot. Uh, For Norwich to show a pulse here would be be a weird one, but... It's kind of like just, like, I I, want to see a... I want to see a little bit of shot, and then they got then they host Burnley next, yeah. And then you might get to see a little bit of momentum. So this is maybe yeah. this is a bet where I'm just trying to to will them to life, you know. All right, who's to say? Norwich have also lost five. Yeah, hit them with a defibrillator. Hit them with a defibrillator. <laughs> you you yeah. cut to the Norwich dressing room. They're like, I don't know why, but I just feel like I need to perform today. Just some <laughs> serendipitous moment. And then they come back to the locker room, and they're just like smacking the lockers. They're all jacked up. Dean Smith says, "Lads, lads, we did it." We're still twentieth place, and then they're <laughs> off to off to host Burnley. End credits roll, uh, <laughs> and I think it's just about time to let the end credits roll on this episode of Prem de la Prem. Patrick, this felt like an old school Prem de la Prem episode. 
We are did. right back Whenever in there. We touch on every team. There's something a little nostalgic about it. Too. There's something everyone can love where there's at the same time structure within no structure at all. And I think that's where we thrive. And I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, get in touch with us if you did. We'd love to hear from you. And we will catch you as we start jogging up to a pace on the final run in. Catch you on the old flippity flop. What's up, Prem Heads? Make sure to find us on Apple Podcasts at Prem de la Prem, a Premier League podcast, and smash that subscribe button for all other interviews, segments, and hot takes that you can handle. You can also find us on Instagram for some fire content at Prem de la Prem podcast. No spaces, no punctuation, just like life.